0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right. Is Bobby Slowick a hotter head coaching candidate now than he was a month ago? Sounds weird to say because CJ Stroud has been missing for a couple of weeks and they haven't put up crazy, crazy offensive numbers uh, really since the middle of the season when they had those back to back 30 point games uh, against Tampa Bay, and Cincinnati. I mean, they've been decent offensively, but not to the level they were in those two games. Um, but I'm looking at a list, Seth. I'm looking at a list on Sports.com from Tyler Sullivan, one of their NFL writers. And this was wild to me. He's got the top 15 head coaching candidates for 2024, and he includes current head coaches who might be moving on to other to other jobs, like current head coaches in the NFL, so it's not just a it's not just a list of fifteen coordinators. It's got big names on the list, and he, I'm going to I'm going to go down the list until we get to Slowick, and this is what okay. was wild to me. Okay, um, so you're starting
2: at fifteen.
1: I'm starting at one. Actually, I'm one, and I'm going to okay. start at number one, and I'm going to count okay. count down to Slowick here. Okay. Bill Belichick, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, OC in Detroit, Jim Harbaugh. Ooh. Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator, Philadelphia. Dan Quinn, DC, Dallas Cowboys. Lou Anarumo, DC, Cincinnati Bengals. Number seven on the list, a list that includes Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick, is Bobby Slowick, offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans.
2: And uh notably I guess it's also interesting to see who follows him because some of these guys have had their name in the in the blender for Absolutely, a while. Absolutely, yeah. Uh Gerard Mayo, who was a person of interest for the Texans, but is largely believed by many to be kind of like the the king in waiting there apparent, in New England. Yeah, yep. Uh Air Parent, that's a good way to say it. Eric Bieniemy, who did uh did good things with the commander's offense this year despite their other relative impotence. Mike McDonald, who's the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Mike Vrabel, and Igero um, defensive coordinator for the Panthers. He was also interviewed by the Texans earlier this. Season. Yes, Slowick's
1: ahead of all these guys that you're naming on yeah. this list. I mean, it's just yeah. one. It's just one person's opinion, but it is. It is still hard to find a list that doesn't include Bobby Slowick on it uh, for for this cycle of head no, coaching.
2: And I think, too, the first objection I get from people when I bring this up is usually, hey, well, no, nobody's going to hire him. He doesn't have enough experience. In the Kubiak-Shanahan system alone, there are four guys who only had one year of experience as a play caller. Um, Matt LaFleur was uh, – no, it was Stefan. One of those guys was a, was a coordinator for two different places, the Rams and the 49ers, but was only the actual offensive coordinator, um, one time. My, I mean, Mike McDaniel was the supposedly offensive coordinator for the 49ers, but we know how that goes. Yeah. Laf- um, Lafleur, Lafleur, LaFleur was the one you were thinking of. Yeah. 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 Uh, LaFleur and then a few of these other guys have really only had one year as a, a coordinator before they get hired. Um, Mike Vrabel had one really, really bad Awful year as the defensive coordinator of the Texans, and he got job the job of the Titans the next year. Yeah,
1: and and you can see with I mean Vrabel's got a charisma haver of it, I believe yeah. is yeah he he's he's got a, he Vrabel like he's got a charisma about him where he could you know kind of sell him even if he had the thirty second ranked defense. You sit in a room with Mike Vrabel, you're like you you lose track of what his defense actually did last year because he's he's got an aura about him. You know he was able to sell the Titans. On giving him that job. He's you got know?
2: that, he's got that Dan Campbell, um, quality about yeah, him. Yes. where like the leader of men, her of it. Yeah. Which is one thing. I mean, that's what kind of hooked the Roonies on Mike Tomlin. Cause Mike Tomlin had, I think, just two years of experience as a defensive coordinator, um, before he got that job and he was very, very young. But they said that just when he walks in the room, he's just got a certain presence about him. Slowick's not that guy. Um, although he is way more charismatic and engaging than, than advertised. I think it might be a guy that maybe when he was, when he was working as an underling, he just, you know, knew his role and was kind of quiet about everything. He's been very, very comfortable in front of the, the, the media. Not that that should be a huge factor, but it does translate into the kinds of things that owners want to see. And, you know, I, I've seen enough of Bobby Sloak now to feel like, man, if he sat down with some owners, he's going to tell them some really good stuff. Like he's, he's got a, he's got a very, interesting perspective and view of how to approach the game of football. He's very much, uh, an X is an O strategy guy, but unlike a lot of those guys that maybe you think are kind of football nerdy, I, he really respects and appreciates the importance of just coaching. Yeah. Of just flat out. Like, okay, how do I, how do I communicate this? Is, is it, is, is it possible for these guys to execute this? Like he very much understands the player side of things, And if he chooses to interview this year, you know, he's new in the, like his hat's only been in the ring for one year, theoretically. I'd be surprised if he got the job, but I think he might get some good experience interviewing with people and it's going to put his name on the radar.
1: If he gets offered interviews, he should 100% take them. I mean, that interviewing is a skill and you got to hone it. Oh, yeah. So
2: you might, you think he might just be like a Ben Johnson where like Ben Johnson got some interviews last year and he ultimately pulled himself out. He said so because he wanted to, you know, finish what they started in Detroit. It might have also been that, look, at that point, the the Texans had a horrible reputation. Um, you know, sometimes guys look around and they just don't feel like the the circumstances are right. I, I
1: think more importantly, you know, who else did that, D'Amico Ryan's. You know, m- more as, as, the year as, before
2: he pulled himself. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, yeah. As pertains to Slowick, I think D'Amico actually doing that is something that I it wouldn't shock me if they've discussed that at some point. Like, okay, how did you go about your journey to you know get what? to being a head coach.
2: Yeah, that's true cuz I I think I think sometimes I think I myself and others kind of discount that cuz we just assume that it's PR spin, you know, a guy doesn't get offered any job so he says, "Well, yeah, I wanted to focus on it." But if you think about it, you get really down to ground level and put yourself in that situation. You know, Slowik, I don't know when Slowik knew when he was going to get his chance to be an offensive coordinator. And, you know, he knew that he knew that D'Amico was going to bring him with him, but he didn't know when that was going to be. And realistically, he probably, it's very possible that he hasn't put as much thought into the process of becoming a head coach as he would be comfortable doing. Right. Like, like it might just feel way too rushed. He's probably focused everything on learning to be an offensive coordinator this year. Maybe hadn't thought a bit about beyond being an offensive coordinator headed into last season. And uh, I could totally see him saying like, well, look, I don't want to go somewhere and fail. Um, You know, it's not just a guarantee that you're going to get another opportunity anywhere else. So, yeah. Okay. I would say, hmm, I, I think I was 50-50 on this for a long time. I would say there's only a 25% chance that he even actively wants an NFL head coaching job right now. Yeah. I think he, I think that's, a, it's a really good point, Sean. I think he wants to wait at least.
1: Yeah, year. I, I think he does too. And then, and yet I still think if he gets offered interviews, he should take them. He yeah. should, he should do the interviews hundred percent for the other reason is, Hey, maybe he gets a pay raise out of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like you, Hey, I, one way to get him off of this head coaching market, give him some more bread and then he can go be a head coach next year. You know,
2: Cale's on his walk right now, listening to you on the app and thinking, Shut Shut up, Sean. <laughs> Will you this. shut your ever loving mouth up? <laughs> um I've driven
1: by the McNair's house during Christmas. I can confirm the lights have remained on because they've got Christmas lights galore on (laughs) their houses covered in christmas
2: lights you've cased their house during christmas i've driven past their house before yeah i have to
1: drive past their house to go to certain places that i like to go to yeah i'm sandra
0: and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
2: let me ask you this yeah do you do you buy John McLean's story that when the McNairs first bought the team that he that he dressed up as a gardener and grabbed a <laughs> i, I choose to believe it
1: I choose to believe it.
2: He <laughs> said he it's... grabbed a rake, noticeably not a not a leaf blower, but a rake, and uh, walked up to the house and was able to to case the spot out that way. Has
1: he? Okay, I'm going to use this today. We do the podcast today, John and I yeah. do. And two, Thursday's our day where we do a segment called For Real or Fugazi. <laughs> and I'm going to bring this up and see if he reconfirms that he actually did that.
2: We live in Houston, Texas. Yeah. John McClain saying that he blended in. As a gardener, <laughs> darker hair a, back then. On maybe. a hot day, I'm guessing. I don't even remember what time of year it would have been, but it was probably hot. <laughs> tell you that somebody were going to look at that scene and be like, "Oh, it's an awfully, that's an awfully big gardener." <laughs> like, that, that's not, that doesn't, wow. I know, that guy, it's, uh, it's impressive that he can sustain that kind of yeah. lifestyle of working 10 hours a day in the heat. I don't know. But man. Uh, he finds a way to stay I'll, hungry, I'll I ask uh. him.
1: I'll, I'll, ask him uh, I'll ask him again today on the, on the podcast. Hey, one more thing on Slowick here. Let me um, let me bounce this off of you. Um, because the the article I'm looking at here says all the things you would think, like a 30,000-foot article about Bobby Slowick would say yeah. in the paragraph. Talks a lot about C.J. Stroud and the Shanahan coaching tree and this and that. Um but they don't mention anything about the Texans' run game. And anytime time wound up on a list earlier in the season, you and I, you know, on a national list, you and I and others would always push back on, look, they can't even run the football right now. You're ready to hire this guy as a head coach. Let's slow down. Yeah. Had the Texans done enough in improving their rushing game where you would feel more comfortable about that aspect of Slowick if you were evaluating him as an NFL owner to be your head
2: coach? I think he's going to have a really good – answer for it um and he actually talked about it yesterday when he was asking a question answering a question about chris strausser the offensive line coach and talked about how this is a completely different scheme than strausser had been in yeah um so when it comes to outside zone and everything like there was a lot that there's a lot of bringing two worlds together and we certainly saw that with Damian Pierce, you know, Damian Pierce, um with this specific brand of an outside zone-based scheme, there's a lot that he still you know, Damian told us or told you, um, you know, that he needs to figure some things out. So I think the integration the like the implementation of this scheme is no simple thing. The fact that they made as much progress as they did over the course of the season, I think it could be could be presented as a positive. And then I think he can also go to various other instances of teams where, you know, whether it's Atlanta or otherwise where um you know, really the the, the Packers too because the Packers offense under LaFleur didn't really take off until the second year. It usually takes a couple years for it to really kick in. Yep. Um. And like, so I think that I think he's got a good answer for that. I think that uh, I think there would be a lot of owners that would be placated, I guess, by that, yep. that answer.
1: All right, I is somebody who's got a ton to gain by being on a primetime stage. I think there's three others that also have a ton to gain by the gain by being on this primetime stage for the Houston Texans. We'll get to that. What are we looking for on the injury report today as well with the Texans? We'll get to all of that.